palm fritz. Fries are palm fritz. This is the science fiction rating system, and par- fries are indeed palm fritz. Um, this is the podcast that aims to rank every science fiction film from one to infinity. My name's Sam Draper, and I'm joined, as ever, by Chris Redding. Hello. Hi, Chris. How you doing? Yeah, good. Good. And Alex Humphrey. Hey there. How you doing, Alex? I'm all right, yeah. yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Um, so, uh, this week, we are going back to the 70s. Last week, we watched First Contact, Star Trek film, very much our normal kind of thing. And the link was to uh, this film, Time After Time, because it was inspiration for First Contact in its early draft, but also oh, directed yeah. by Nicholas Meyer, who directed Rathley Khan, also Malcolm McDowell and David Warner, both uh, Star Trek albums. Yeah. Yep. So uh, lots of links there to the last film. But anyway, mm. time after time. So had either of you seen this film before? Never. I've no. always wanted to see this film. It's yeah. a film that's been on my list of because uh, it just sounds so insane. Although the, I remembered kind of that synopsis. scene with the rotating restaurant for some reason. Oh. Is that in another film? There's lots of films that have that. Yeah, I think it's probably a different film. Oh, okay. It's mm. like, it's, it's that it era. It's in Seattle or something, maybe. I don't know. Well, no, it's in San Francisco. Is it? But there might See, be there's probably San more Francisco. than one rotating yeah. hotel, isn't there? was there? one in Coventry at one point. Was there? <laughs> was there? Wow. <laughs> well, you see all the sights from that, weren't you? The, yeah. Wow. No, it was at ground level. Oh, oh right. <laughs> but what? it just rotated. It was rotated at ground I level? I think so, yeah. yeah. Like a roundabout. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. <laughs> um, okay. Wow. Yeah. Maybe they should time travel to Coventry instead of. Uh, I just remember seeing it when I was little, but it wasn't going. It had already been defunct by then. Oh right, it was oh, post turning. Yeah, and then everyone was like, "That used to spin round." It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, it's crazy. <laughs> it's a cafe Nero now, and it doesn't spin. Uh, no, I'm no, okay. It's just. Do you think round. the mechanisms in some back room somewhere and they could like, turn it back on? That'd be uh, good. amazing. How do we? No, no, I think it's been completely defunct. Uh, it's gone. Yeah. It uh, I just like the idea of some like new like <laughs> some newbie turns in like, what's this button do? Don't press that and then suddenly the whole thing. All the walls have been apart. Just ripped. I thought it was the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> it won't seem uh, to, I can't seem to yeah, I don't Oh know. hang on, what's this? Is this the Oh <sighs> I see. Oh right, yes it I see it would have spun. Yeah. Yeah. How strange. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, we're wildly off track. Let's get back to the <laughs> Welcome to the song about the town planning of Coventry. So, episode. Time After Time, uh, directed by Nicholas Meyer. Um, it's adapted from a book by Carl Alexander, who was big mates of Nick Nick Meyer, and actually gave him an early draft before he finished it. and said Only 55 pages of it, in fact. That's not a lot, is it? Um, no. And said, "Mate, make a film out of this." And he said, "Whoa, yeah, definitely. This this looks great." <laughs> um, so the setup before we get into it is basically it's a pretty. You can see how it's sold as like a one liner, can't you? Mm. Uh, oh yeah. H.G. Wells invents a time machine. Jack the Ripper gets in it, and H.G. Wells chases him to 1970 San Francisco. On board, so on board. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you imagine in a, in a meeting, if you just said that, you'd just be like, "Yeah." How much do you need? It's very much like a TNG great. episode, though, isn't it? I thought. Is there a TNG? Oh, is there? And actually, the whole Victorian set just looks like them TNG. Them TMG, uh, it does, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah it does. Holodeck yeah. episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, 
Let's get into it. We start in Victorian London, as Chris said, and we start with uh, it's a POV shot from the point of view of Jack the Ripper, but it it in, unintentionally hilarious because obviously we're looking at a, a wide screen frame here, like mm. a, a twenty one nine picture, and. Jack the Ripper's hand, his fingers, when he comes up, <laughs> is coming from the left of the screen. So it's as though Jack the Ripper is like five foot tall and about five foot wide, and his arms are like coming out like these huge things from the edge. Because she's like, look, she's looking that. straight on, and, and his yeah. arms like off a long way off to the side. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, which was well, unintentionally hilarious. But, I um, love the way she's um, singing these at Mother Brown, just because like you need to know she's a Cockney. You've got you to know to she's a like, Cockney. Yeah. yeah, they've just got to get that in there somewhere. Like, yeah, make her as cockney as possible. Um, so I've got a Jack Ripper trivia question for you. How many prostitutes did Jack Ripper kill? None. Two. It was one. Oh, I thought uh, it was a trick question. But for a long time, people thought all of them were prostitutes. They weren't. Yeah. One was a prostitute. The rest were just... Well, that's just what you called any homeless. woman who didn't have, like, a job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In Victorian times. Yeah. In those days. Yes. Yes. Please preface it with that. <laughs> in those days, yeah. And it was like anyone who was below a certain class in Victorian days would basically yeah. criminal. Yeah. That's, yeah. If you see them yeah, old maps true. where they used to clear in like London. Yeah. And one of them, I think red is actually, it's called poor stroke criminal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think there's any evidence that Jack Ripper used a little, t- um, little stopwatch with a, a song either. No, so that's a bit embellished. Get, that seems yeah, quite advanced technology, actually. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're basically this first week we're getting a POV death, but it is the the most mild. Considering they do say later on that he's mutilating these women. Yeah, uh, I did think that it's a very bloodless. It's one of the most bloodless Jack the Ripper films, I would say, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and this, there's later on there's one kind of gory scene, but that's the only. But also the sound it makes. It's like a. Like he's unzipping something, isn't it? When he attacks it, he's like, zip. Uh, well, I was like, I think I wrote down, it's he, you hit literally hear a ripping because it's Jack. The oh, ripper. of course, the rip, isn't it? Yeah, and I was like, zip. they've oh, taken yeah. that bit too. It's like someone didn't really do their research. Maybe like, they're just really misunderstood. Yeah. Oh, he, he must have ripped their clothes. Yeah, that was what he did. Yeah. He just ripped their buttons off. That was it. He didn't kill them. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jack the Ripper in this universe is. Uh, a guy called uh, John Leslie Stevenson, and this was one of the theories as to who he was, mm. um, but a, a, a discredited one quite quickly, I think. Uh, but he is mates with H.G. Uh, Wells. Do you think, I couldn't find this, do you think people did call H.G. Wells H.G. at the time? Wouldn't they call him Herbert? Do you think? Because <laughs> everyone calls him H.G., don't they? I Which, don't know. Well, what was on the covers of his book? Well, H.G., but it doesn't well, mean people would call Wells. Well, his mates wouldn't call him, like, HG, would they? I don't think... Oh, no, yeah. I mean, his mates would call him Herbert or Wells, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's just weird. They're all sat on the table going, oh, HG, you've, HG, you've got this new invention for us. Like, well, his <laughs> yeah, name's not funny. HG. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit, bit weird. Yeah. It's a bit weird. It's, it's also a bit weird when he unveils the plans and it, it, he's standing there with that huge bit of rolled up paper for like about four lines before he just goes, and he just like throws it on the table. Like, it's, yeah. really, it's ridiculous how big it is. Like, What's on yeah. them plans? I mean, it's like just cogs and stuff. And it's <laughs> it's like... Yeah, it's not a time machine. Yeah. No. They're, they're very impressed though. It like, should have like quantum shit going on, right? And like... Well, the conceit is that he's a HG Wells isn't just an author in this world, and he wasn't just an author in the real world, but he's an inventor, and he's made an actual time machine. 
Mm. Um, uh, Malcolm McDowell's playing H.G. Wells. Malcolm McDowell, who I think it's easy to forget, is an actual actor because you know his career post, probably post yeah. this, is full of a lot of bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that's all true. being himself. Yeah. But this is after, he's coming off Caligula. This one he wants to think very yeah. different to Caligula, and obviously he's in um, Clockwork Orange. I thought he was quite good in this. What do you think of? Uh, Really good. I was surprised. I think he was kind of acting his ass off. I think it's <clears throat> when he actually does go to the future, he's one of the few in all the time travel films we've seen, like when he gets in a cab or the, the he, he, he he's physically reacts differently to the world. Mm. Like he, he can't really handle how fast like the escalators are or how fast the cab goes and stuff. And that's more realistic if you really did time travel, that is how you would be. You wouldn't really be able to handle the pace of life or the way things moved. He's mm. sort of a less silly Austin Powers, isn't he? Mm. Yes. A lot basically. of what's going on is Austin Powers business in this. Before yeah, Austin actually, Powers. that's very true. And the sex, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you know that uh, Malcolm McDowell got a hold of a recording of H.G. Wells to try and imitate his voice? Mm. Um but then he, he listened to the recording and HG Wells had a very high pitched East London <laughs> accent. And I've you can listen to it, it's on YouTube. I'll put it in the show notes. You can listen to it and he's Really? He talk, talks a bit like this. He's like, Oh, I've oh, oh, invented a time machine calf. Like that. It's a bit <laughs> And so Michael Dow thought, I can't oh I'm not God. I'm not going to do that because it would be ridiculous if uh, Oh. Yeah. That's got, so odd. He's got a really funny voice. Oh, it's a video okay. on the thing as well, and he's like this big portly bloke. He's like it's towards the end of his life, and he's <laughs> this the voice does not match the body at all. But yeah, it's <laughs> good stuff. Calf? Yeah, it's that kind yeah. of thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's built a time machine, and uh, all his mates are having a look. So this time machine operates with solar power, and uh, yeah. it, it rotates out of one time sphere <laughs> and into yeah. another. I wrote uh, this down as well. Yeah, <laughs> during which. <laughs> The uh, the occupant is conscious but in a vaporized state. Yeah, mm. Chris, uh, can you no just get a, a shake of the head there from Chris? Yeah, I mean, if they believe it, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> his face, listeners, his face, Chris's face is saying it all. Really, yeah, I mean, very unimpressed. If they think that if they think that works for the purposes of what they need, they need to just get him to the future somehow. Yeah. Right? All of how the time machine works is is not really important. So, are you saying that a cruise speed of two years per minute is uh, is not not what would be possible? I think. Well, I guess it's plausible. I guess that, that. I mean, that's just saying you know its <laughs> capabilities. It's not really explaining <laughs> how. Yeah. Right? What I'd oh, like to it? know is what you oh. know all that the uh, coloured emeralds that he's got on the side of it are, are they part of the plan to make it work? Or I think he just like travels a... with his bling. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a decorative element because yeah. again he gets to the future and finds out he's got no money. Yeah, yeah. He could have just taken some off the side of that machine. Yeah, right. I didn't even think of that. I couldn't work out how it was solar powered yet in the basement of a building. Yes, that's what I thought. How's he? How are they taking off in it? Yeah, yeah. And then it time travels to a museum, which is also not works. got any windows. Yeah. So how is it getting any power at any point? Yeah, like it doesn't really, really make weird. sense. I mean, maybe it? it's getting like some like uh, particle which passes through. You know, you know, like these small particles which pass through even mm. like concrete and the earth from right. the sun. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. It, that, maybe it's using them somehow. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's good that it's got the auto return lock to well, take you back to departure. You do need. I that. mean, well, yeah. you, you do, but this is the 
the, I mean, on the side of the ship, you've got this little pull-out. It's like um, it's like a choke on an old car, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, yeah. you pull this choke out, and this is the personal <clears throat> thing, isn't it? And if you've got that, if, if that's pulled out, the car doesn't work, basically, and you get lost. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it's the most stupidly telegraphed plot move of all time. They, they, I mean, it makes yeah. no sense for it to be there, as we find out no. later on. On the outside. It's just, yeah, well. it's just a hazard, isn't it? Like, what's the it va- doing there? The Again, it looks like equalizer. it's quite a valuable diamond as well. <laughs> it's it's definitely got a, 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 a 70s VFX on it, hasn't it, whenever it comes out? The, that, mm. that sparkle it has. Lots of um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's an odd... Well, yeah, I mean, it, it seems to me like someone wrote themselves into a corner with this plot and went back and put this thing in the last minute, I think. I do... It does... What I read is that the machine is supposed to look like... The machine in the time, in the time machine, machine yeah, which yeah. I haven't read, but I mean, it is quite I mean, similar do... to the productions which they've made time machines. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like that it looks it's like fucking steampunk. Though I hate steampunk. Yeah, it's a bit steampunk, but I, I think it's good that it at least looks like something that he could have made. Yeah, like mm. I mean, it's stupid, but at least it's stupid and fitting of the period. You know, so they all check it out anyway, and then uh, it's a meeting of minds. Jack Ripper and uh, H.G. Wells play chess which is a bit of a shitty scene. And then very quickly, Scotland Yard solved the case of Jack the Ripper by showing up to H.G. Wells' house and there's a bag there full of all the ripping kit. Yeah. Uh, bloody knife, you know, all the stuff. Yeah. Whose bag's that? That's Stevenson's bag. Where's he gone? Oh, shit, he's gone in the time machine. Mm, um, yeah. And he's gone. That's that's that. Uh, it, I like. I appreciate them getting to it, you know. There's no fucking oh, yeah. around, is there? They're straight onto it. No. Uh, but then um, Wells follows him, and don't you think this is one of the worst time travel sequences we've seen in any film? Oh, the well, eff- well, the actual effects. The yeah. effects as he goes. Yeah. It, it, before he goes, though, he takes all the money out of the house, and oh, he yeah. even gets stuff off his like housekeeper, in like which seems a bit savage, like making her give him all her money. Like- Why do you think <laughs> that Jack the Ripper was carrying so much money? Because he's got no problem with money in the future, has he? Because he, this was his plan all along. He knew that H.G. Wells had invented a time machine. He didn't know he did until that dinner. Didn't he? No, because he had no plan to get out of there until the, until the cops came to the door and he thought, I'd better, better skedaddle. Maybe he was always going to kill again and then be revealed and he then run off. He's a criminal. Off. He probably does travel with a lot of cash. Just at all times. Yeah, like American Psycho. You know, like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, but sorry, going back to... It was possible... I agree. It was the worst effects I've ever seen of a time... Travel. And it's it so just, long as well, isn't it? Yeah, and it just looked crap. It Compared just was, to just the rubbish. the time machine, is where in that sequence they it was like a really early film, but they they do the changing of the seasons, yeah, and even the fashion of the clothes changes. Yeah, like yeah. they show they, it's it's very good how that's done. Yeah, um, no, it was just stupid. And this you get like. Uh, it's like some watercolours and then a bunch of clips of like radio stuff going on, isn't it? Like the start yeah. of um, Contact. Yes. Yeah. It's like this, yeah. yeah. It's trying uh, to be a little bit like Kubrick with the multicoloured yeah. warp drive type. It just thing doesn't well. work. It just looks rubbish. The, the best bit of time travel for me was when he finally got there and he looks out into the museum and yeah. the glass is like frosted on it on the thing. I thought it was a really nice yeah. like mm. dappling effect on that. But, mm. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably not unintentional, to be honest. But. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, so he's there. H.G. Wells is there, and I, I like the idea that because they're obviously got to get him to America. It's an American film, and I like the idea that it's because the the time machine's been found a few years ago and been put into this exhibition in San Francisco. Yeah. So that's why he materializes there. That's quite a yeah. nice mm. 
It's yeah. a clever conceit, isn't it? Do you, do you know who else is in that museum? No. Uh, Corey Feldman is in that museum. <laughs> is it's he? his film debut. He's a little boy that stares at him. Uh oh. Yeah. It's his Corey, yeah, Corey Feldman's film debut in that what, what, moment. Isn't he what wasn't he the one who got you know? Yeah, it's the one who, he's made that film about the people that did stuff to him and yeah. You know, yeah. Oh Check it out. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, weirdly this is his That'll film. That'll be our link to next week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and oddly, the other person that's in that museum is the director's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Who was Nicholas Meyer's first choice was his girlfriend uh, for for the Mary Steinberg role. Mm-hmm. His first choice was his girlfriend, but she said she didn't want to make be famous basically off her boyfriend's help. So she accepted a, a role as the teacher in that museum as well. And so she's she, in that scene. Did she go anywhere in life? I didn't look it up, but no, no obviously no. not. Not as not as far as anyone else in <laughs> this. She little makes poor decisions. Yeah, yeah. you should yeah. take in the role. Take yeah. the handouts. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So Wells is here. We get some classic fish out of water walking around San Francisco. Meet some Harry Krishnas. I just Krishnas. hate all this shit. I just hate all this <clears> shit. Do you not like that? Goes on forever as well. Now it's basically the whole film now. <laughs> fish, fish out <laughs> I of don't water know about that. stuff. Yeah. Do, it, do you know what one of the deleted fish out of water scenes was? No. no. It was see if you can spot where he reused this. It was uh, Wells meeting a punk. Who was playing a very loud uh, boombox on a bus? Ah. Oh, where did that end up? <laughs> hey, that's that's strange, funny, isn't it? it? Yeah, it's funny that 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 was the thing he cut out, and he's like, you know what? I blinking love that scene. Didn't you think that? Do you think there are a lot of voyage home parallels in this? Yeah, like yeah, definitely. I mean, not least the fact it's in San Francisco, but even the way it's shot, like, and, it, and it's mm. not even a, it's a Leonard Nimoy film, isn't it? Voyage home. Mm. Yeah, but a lot of the the on street encounters and stuff like that, it's so much like voyage home. Computer. Yeah, it's strange. <laughs> we haven't got that though, unfortunately. So, uh, uh, probably the most interesting bit of this early walk around is that he goes to a seventies McDonald's, which I thought looked incredible. They're yeah, all those like horrible, off, like murky shit. You do brown... still find them in America though. Some of they, some of them don't like get decorated in America, and you can still find that classic you style. Can. Oh, it's amazing. Nice. Well, that's cool. Um, Where am McDonald's have turned into like you know they 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 made them all look. Like, uh, I don't know. You could, travel, at, travel at this McDonald's, well. you could get a soup of the day. That's yeah. In, that, in that one? Yeah, and also they sell gift, gift certificates as well. Oh, wow. I like <laughs> the way he just orders by copying the bloke in front yeah. of him and then adding tea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's good. <laughs> like Fritz. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed his fish out of all. I think he was playing it well enough he's good, I yeah. found it he's enjoyable. Good. The whole swapping his money just wouldn't work. Oh, yeah, I didn't get that. When he goes to the bank and manages to swap his money for real money. Yeah, they accept, she accepts guineas, doesn't she? The banker yeah. takes guineas yeah. off him. And a guinea wasn't actually a... There was nothing a guinea. A guinea is a pound and a shilling. There wasn't, yeah. there wasn't ever... It's odd. You know I mean, what's no, also went... odd about that is that he, you know, he goes to the pawn shop before that and he tries to give him his like trinkets and yeah. stuff and the guy says, no, you've got the perfect way for him to get money there. You know, just ignore the ID bit. Like, you've, that's a better way of doing yeah. it, isn't it? Again, at this, yeah. I was thinking of uh, the Star Trek where he just sells his glasses, and that's the perfect way to get around yeah. it. He just sells yeah. his antique glasses. Yeah, true, actually. And he, and he went and got another pair of glasses in the beginning of this, didn't That's he? a nice little touch. He knows they've been that yeah. drawer. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I went and changed an old fiver in the bank the other day, and I was a bit worried they wouldn't take it, and they did. But, um, yeah. you know, I didn't have guineas. I mean, imagine that. I don't think they would have accepted them. No. I wonder how far back they have to accept them. 
don't know. Like, it's not even their money, is it? It's not even. It's the wrong country. It's the wrong credit. So he's got the exchange rate as well. I mean, I tried them. to. Yeah, I tried to exchange current pounds in New York, and it was like I was an alien. So <laughs> no chance, no chance at all. There were like yeah. hand-drawn notes in them days as well, weren't they? The bank notes. They were just like bits yeah. of paper. Yeah, gentlemen's agreements. Yeah. Do you know uh, where it's hard to change money is Cambodia, where when I was in, uh, was it Phnom Penh? No, Siem Reap. Uh, the only way to reliably exchange money was to get on the back of a moped and go to like a market where there's this like row of old women who basically you had to like chew, try and get the best off your clothes of people because banks wouldn't do it and there were no ATMs, things like that. You would just go to this weird street and like haggle your way into getting some money it was so and, and this is in like 45 degree heat yeah so ne- basically never fucking go to cambodia i'm sure i said that before on the podcast because it's just shit old but yeah it's not fun it's not fun it's like uh, a sympathize with this guy to be honest not recommended <laughs> no. yeah wow awful yeah. um he goes to the bank and he meets uh mary steenbergen shit. who oh, yeah. uh let's be honest is in this film completely annoying what is going on with her voice She's very odd, isn't she? It's an odd character. Why is um, she talking like she's stoned or something? For ages, I, I couldn't figure out where I'd seen her before, and then I realised it was Curb. <laughs> Curb, yeah. yeah. And uh, Back to the Future 3? Indeed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, Do you know that they, uh, him and her met and fell in fell love in on this film? I and got married, yes. yeah. yeah. So uh, that's and, weird. It's a bit weird, this bank, because basically... She seems to really like British blokes, yep. doesn't she? She yep. says, I've got a thing for the accent. Yep. And then later on, when she's chatting to him, she's like, oh, well, there are a lot of Arabs in London because my, my <laughs> mate Debbie <laughs> is really into Arabs and I want she wants to marry... And, and It's like, what is this bank? Are there just women working there to try and like meet rich men? It's a very odd bank, isn't it's, it? What it is, it's a weird 70s version of feminism because, you know, later on... <laughs> You know, later on when when he's going like, "Oh, come back with me," and she goes, "My work is my life, just like a man. Yeah. My work is my life." It's yeah. like that's not what. Okay, she's got a job and she likes it, but that just sounds miserable. That's not feminism. Yeah. That's just someone who's got a miserable, yeah. miserable life. That's <laughs> and also it seems that she took this job just to meet English men to sleep with them. Exactly. So it's a yeah. bit of a weird. Um, <laughs> it's a bit of a weird discrepancy there. Um, yeah, she's very full on. Like she's. I mean, it's like. He hasn't got a chance, has he? I mean... It's odd. I, I just couldn't get the voice. No, the voice is odd. Um, yeah, he, he meets her, it all goes wrong. He wanders around some more. Oh, yeah, and then, so he goes to... He gets sent to the um, hotel where <laughs> yeah. Jack the Ripper's staying. And you get to see Jack the Ripper's money belt, which, I don't know, didn't look like a, a Victorian construction to me. It looked like something out of Rambo. I'm sure it's got like a... Um, <laughs> Like a what the, you know, like a snap buckle thing on it. You know, it's like oh, yeah. I don't know what you call them. Where they, Velcro. No, yeah. like you know, the like plastic ones you clip them in the plastic buckle things. Like yeah, it's got yeah. The, end of it. yeah. the clip. Yeah, it, maybe he just funny. got it from San Francisco. No, because I think it's the idea that he's come back. That was on his body, which is why he left his yeah. I his, thought so. Yeah. His bag, hadn't he? But he'd got this money yeah. clip across mm. his body. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he went back in time and invented the plastic buckle. <laughs> And like Maybe. like transparent aluminum, yeah. And yeah, that's a deleted something scene like that. Like seen. he went. Yeah. There was a whole other film where he just went back and took the buckle technology. Yeah, back Maybe. to Victorian time. There's also a whole other film where Malcolm McDowell gets out of the time machine in the future, and yeah. he goes, "Oh well, my mate's Jack the Ripper. I'm going back to a day before. I'm going to the police, and I'm going to say, 
go and arrest this man. He's got yeah. all his tools in his bag. It's Jack the Ripper. Yeah. yeah. I like how Jack the Ripper says you are quite literally the last person on earth I'd expect to see when he's actually the only person he could possibly he could, see. Yeah, I wrote that Because he's the well. only other yeah. person who has a time machine. Yeah. So he's, it's the only he, person he could see. Yeah, basically. he's literally the only person he could expect other yeah. than Mary Steenburgen, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's he, says, he says the opposite to what it is. There's actually no risk in Jack the Ripper going into the future, though, is there, really, in, in the broadest terms? Because he's of no risk to the universe because he's clueless in the same way as everyone is born is clueless. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, there's a big leap in logic, the fact that he's been there, he's there 12 hours and he kills a prostitute. And a man born in the 1800s would not last two seconds in San Francisco, I mean, they, in the yeah, 70s. they try and get around that, don't they? I mean, I didn't mind all this, and also quite... crime prevention is a lot better in the seventies. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Just... They're just getting. Yeah, he doesn't always do. Yeah, either. okay, you know that's true. I mean, he wants to come like now and like get done with like CCTV. Oh, yeah, like, we'll seconds. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you know, why he tries them games that? now, he is going down. <laughs> I just I don't I don't mean all that I mean the police procedural element I didn't even think of that but yeah you're right that's silly but no I mean I quite like I quite like the back and forth that that H.G. Wells character was supposed to he envisioned future to be a utopia like a socialist utopia where we'd all just be living in harmony and men and women would be equal and there'd be no work and we'd all just be having sex and having a great time which is what he actually thought that's, yes which that's, is what he thought yeah. and he was completely wrong yeah and i quite like this back and forth between him and jack the ripper who is basically like the future's horrible it's really violent it's just nasty and i'm yeah. brilliant i'm doing great here because i just go out and kill people and no one even cares and i quite like that as a it's a kind of it's a nice critique of the time you see i well i've got two points here first of all did you know that hg wells wrote all this utopian stuff like that and i think either the last or one of the very last things he wrote before he died was called something like why we're all going to die and he like got he basically like apparently got ill got really depressed and just said like we're all fucked we're all going to die in like oh, a, a year <laughs> completely changed okay. his mind which is funny but anyway um, most of his life he wasn't like that the other thing is I don't like this because this is like do you remember in Austin Powers at the end when Austin Powers is like about yeah. free love and oh it's free love man and now oh the future's groovy baby and yeah. Jack Ripper's sitting there and going oh this is my future this is my world now was that kind of like overly preachy stupid like Oh, I quite like You it. can't, you're not going to, it's a bit on the nose. And also you've been here about like six hours most and you've got a thesis about the whole, how the whole world operates. You know, it's a yeah. bit, it's a bit accelerated. No, he's just watched a bit of TV and killed someone. He's it? worked it all out. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I quite liked yeah. it. But yeah, but I mean, yeah, I, I can see where you, I can see what you're saying. It is, it could be seen as a bit preachy, I guess. Um, I mean, at least he doesn't, he doesn't like save the, save the world yeah or and it's out of the way early on isn't it yeah um, exactly yeah well he, he runs off anyway and there's a big big chase actually i really love all the the shots of the architecture like the the mm. like, you know, all the steps and stuff like that like all that san francisco yeah. thing because a lot of that's not there anymore the bit when they go to that bit you know the bit like the the, the bit the book built for the world's fair i've oh, been yeah. there that's still there but all these like old-fashioned you know supermarkets all like the brutalist buildings and stuff like that yeah. it's good to see all that isn't it because it doesn't really yeah that's quite cool and he shoots it really well I think but yeah um, anyway so he goes back to the bank and he meets up with old Mary Steenberg and pops off to Coventry and goes to the uh, rotating uh, <laughs> restaurant 
Yeah. Which uh, I, I thought that the editing's really good in that because the cut, the cuts, the buildings, you know, because you think you'd be editing Nightmare with a rotating building, cutting back mm. to the scenery behind. But I think he does it really well. It gives cuts back and the, the buildings are where they should be for the conversation. Yeah. I mean, That's if you're true. looking at that, you're, he's lost, you know. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. he, he has. <laughs> but, but that, but I think that's more what my problem is with film, you know, what, my eyes looking the wrong things. But but also, what I think was that if they missed the cut, they'd have to wait for the whole thing to go all the way around. <laughs> <laughs> like really slow and then get back and go okay action then they, they're doing another, yeah, that's another take yeah that's true yeah that's true it's good it's good uh, this is bad business though isn't it all this dating stuff it's a bit weird it's a I bit weird it reminded me of American Werewolf in London as well mm, yeah I can see what you're saying a little bit what you're saying a little bit that's a better film that's, yeah, that's it is a better film yeah did you know that in uh, in 2001 uh, in Shadow Lovers, the last affair of H.G. Wells was published, uh, which was uh, it was a result of a six-year investigation and the discovery of a treasure trove of previously suspended H.G. Wells material. It was basically a book written from his second autobiography. Hmm. Uh, his second autobiography, he said, uh, I have done what I please so that every bit of sexual impulse in me has been expressed itself. <laughs> This is my intimate diary and the story of my amatory life. But his wishes were that this book, all the evidence in this book about his sex stuff, it would remain unpublished until both his the, his death and the deaths of all the women concerned in the book. Right. So basically this just got left and then this person found it and then put this book together about how all the sex stuff, basically. So when mm. they keep going on about all the free love, that was actually, again... Very yeah, real, like, don't you think it's weird, like, how much into the idea of H.G. Wells' free love it is. Because when you think about H.G. Yeah. Wells, you don't really think... I didn't know until this film that he'd got all these nope. <laughs> weird things no. about sex. Mm, it's no. odd that the film really goes into this theory of like of yeah. how much of a pervert he is, basically. It's, uh, no, it's it's kind of... Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a bit an odd too, thing. It's good research, but it's a bit too good research, basically, isn't it? Yeah. It's just strange, because um, like, who's it for? Because the audience wouldn't know... You know, you could have said no. he was like, I don't know, uh, really into ornithology, couldn't you? And no one would know any better. <laughs> no. It doesn't make him more likeable. It just makes him a bit more... Weak. A creep, yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> a real, like, I, I honestly thought, right, there's a bit, um, around when he first goes to the police, I honestly thought, is he Jack the Ripper? And is it like oh. all a b- bit of a, a front? Because he's so bloody odd. <laughs> you know, you could believe it, couldn't you, that this, this yeah. guy would be a... Uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, I like the bit when they're talking about um, when she's talking about her ex-husband and she said, oh, they, that we met at an anti-war demonstration. He's like, oh, yes, the Second World War. Yeah. Like that. Like, like he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's some absolutely classic and brilliant vintage Bose hi-fi equipment in her apartment. Oh, okay. I didn't notice A that. Beautiful, beautiful wood <laughs> unit with, like, some lovely... Um, classic it's got, Bose. Like, it's got like a tuner on it, but it's got a lovely like blue sort of tint to the. It's a poor, absolutely beautiful machine. I paused it. I went back and paused it and I looked. It's, so it for is... anyone who's a stereo enthusiast, this is gorgeous. This gorgeous is stuff. Absolutely gorgeous. Okay. Uh, it's at one hour twenty one seconds for any uh, audio files out there. If you want to have a little quick look at that, that that bad boy, check it out. <laughs> so that before that bit of uh, this is where we get the the kissing and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. H.G. Wells, right, is from a smelly time anyway, and he's not been out his clothes in at least two days. He would no. absolutely stink. Yeah, yeah, he would. He's been living as a bum in San Francisco. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
Except on a bench. Yeah. 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 Dressed in and- clothes from the UK. Yeah. But but let's also remember that Mary, uh, what's her face, says at one point that he looks like a little lost boy yeah, and it brings really out weird. her maternal instinct, but mm. she still wants to sleep with him. And then she says, I'm practically raping you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. She does say that. It's, it's, yeah. It's a very weird love. Like, it's a very weird romantic, like, relationship. It's very odd. Mm. Like, yeah. He really, Wells is lucky that he's met such a pervert. You know, as yeah. quickly as he has, isn't he, really? Yeah. I'd like yeah. to have seen him, like, go, like, ends up in some sort of, like, crack den. <laughs> like. <laughs> um, how old do you think H.G. Wells is meant to be in this film? Don't know. How old do you think he looks? 30? Okay. Yeah. 37. Well, no, he's meant to be. Yeah, uh, meant to be twenty-seven. I think. I oh. thought he looked a lot older than that, though. But yeah. uh, I mean, Malcolm Dell was a lot older. But I just thought, you know, I yeah. actually thought he was. He looked like he was too young for the part he was playing. Mm. In a funny yeah, way, as true. well. Yeah. Do you, Do you want to know an insane fact? This is. I found this insane. All four of the real H.G. Wells children were still alive at the time of this film's release. It's pretty crazy. I found that I just couldn't did they have anything to say about it did they have any comments about I don't know I I didn't look that far into it but I found that fact to be a bit like (laughs) they just came out crying going oh my god dad was a pervert (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know he was into free love (laughs) (laughs) no wonder we've all got different (laughs) mums because they had a thing hadn't they you think he had uh... well yeah yeah I think yeah he'd he'd been with a few he'd been with a few women he got around Uh, who else is with a few women Jack Ripper he's gone to a a hilarious 70s (laughs) it's amazing that disco it's an amazing club scene it looks like a fun (laughs) fair doesn't it but but also a bit like the the Warriors isn't it as well yeah it's huge it It seems to be like because there's a person swinging from the ceiling isn't there and they're so high up like yeah don't you think, right, if it was this easy to uh, kill people, more people would be doing it? Because <laughs> all he's doing is just walking up to people and then cut away and they're dead. I don't know what... He's not got much of a plan, has he? Or like, No, he doesn't. No. They don't really develop what his whole... I guess you couldn't develop it because it wouldn't make any sense. But I wanted to see more about, like, you know, is he... <sighs> Why is he yeah. exceptionally? Why did he get away with it? Why is he an exceptional murderer? You know, I think like, they're just trading off the fact that everyone knows that it's a legendary serial killer that was never caught. So they're yeah. just going, "Oh, look, see, that's why he wasn't caught in." But you're right. Why is he not being caught in the seventies? Like, there needs more yeah. show, doesn't there, about how why he's yeah. so evil or why he's so manipulative? Yeah. As close, the closer you get to it is when he goes back into the bank, which is where we're at now, actually, and he does that. He, you know, he, he he clocks onto the fact that Wells is after him. And he yeah. goes to leave, and then his head just pops up next to Mary Steenberg, and he's like, eh, tell him I want the key, or whatever he says. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did think this film was good for running at a... Like, they're supposed to both be really clever, and they mm. both do seem to be reasonably clever, apart from some stuff they do. But at least they're being kind of intelligent about how they're doing things, or how they're going about it. Is Wells clever? He doesn't change his clothes. He works out where he gets he gets he finds Jack the Ripper pretty quickly. Well, but he goes he goes to the police station to report it after yeah. also after being cajoled, cajoled into doing it. The first thing he should do is that you know yeah really. no, that's true. <laughs> and when he goes there, he gives the name Sherlock Holmes. 
Yeah. But the thing that they said is understood is that Sherlock Holmes was a fictional character even when he was alive. So, <laughs> yeah. oh, was he? Oh, I thought that was the Sherlock joke. Holmes isn't real. No, but I thought that Sherlock Holmes came out so far after H.G. Wells that he didn't know who it was. No, Sherlock Holmes would have been out contemporary with Wells being alive. Like those swords would come out in the late eighteen oh. hundreds. So, oh, that makes no sense then. I thought the joke was he just didn't know. He just to heard say it. that. Yeah, he just heard that. Oh, yeah, that's the name of someone. Like it's a fake name. Right. No, oh, no that's I, I, I thought it was that Wells thought he was a real detective from back in the olden days. He thought, oh, I'll use it. Oh, he's a detective now. And they weren't. No, but oh, I don't no, know. That's more, oh. It's a bit weird. It is weird. And they just think he's insane, don't they? So, And obviously the computer doesn't have any records of anyone because they've just popped out of nowhere. You get some good... I love that old... So many 70s films have that typing thing, don't they? It's in Jaws, isn't it? In loads of stuff. Yeah. That, that slow typing, showing the machine going like... Yeah. I'd watch that yeah. shit all day. Just, just show me, right, an hour of a Bose hi-fi with that typewriter on top of it, <laughs> just spewing out lines of stuff, and I'm happy that'll do uh, it. think H.G. Wells, as an inventor, would be just, like, like fascinated with all that gear, though, right? Yeah, he, you get one bit of that, don't you? When he's in the car and he's like going about how he's, he's talking about how it works, the car works. Yeah, well, you, you're right. It should be more of that, shouldn't it? Definitely. I'm going to say this now. This that moment you've just said is the link to next week's uh, podcast. Oh, okay, okay. Because in this film, H.G. Wells, a man who shouldn't learn how to what be able to learn how to drive a car from watching someone, uh, right. learns how to drive a car. Oh, yeah. In the next film we're watching next week, the main character does exactly the same thing. Watches someone drive and then works out how... I, I don't think you could watch someone drive and yeah, then Yeah, but I've got an answer to that. What's your answer? We'll do it next week. Oh, okay, that one. Okay, but... Actually, if it's well, an automatic, you could. You think he could work it out? One's a human and one's an alien. So you could... You, <laughs> You could have you could have some sort of say over what you think a human is capable of, but yeah, okay. you, for you to yeah. say what all an alien are is capable of, all bets are off. It is a link between the two films, though. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the sex. I think that's a link. <laughs> um, right, we're bowing towards the end. There's a clock that has written underneath it: "Son, observe the time and fly from evil." That that's a that's a heavy duty clock. I didn't think you needed mm. that on a clock, really. No. Um, so they go off and they go away, and he goes to show that the time machine's real. Because she doesn't they, believe him at all. And that could be really interesting, because there's something really interesting there. What do they do? They yeah. go forward a day. What are they, five days, isn't it? <laughs> Fucking yeah. whoopee do, and they end up exactly yeah. where they were. Yeah. I thought they were going to yeah. go like into like the very far future and walk out into like a, a volcanic eruption yeah. or something like that. That isn't really cool, but no. You should just go no. back to like the day before what's he's got there. That's what I said. You just go back to the day yeah. before he got in it and just go to the yeah. Scotland Yard and go arrest this man. He's Jack it's, the Ripper. Yeah, as time machine films go, there is a distinct... Most time travel films would have had a bit where when he goes reason. back to the machine, it, yeah. the backwards bit doesn't work, only yeah. the forwards bit works, yeah. or something like that. And that's this doesn't do that. So you're right. They are just very stupid about where they, they keep moving, but it doesn't really make sense no. at all. Although, I guess the one thing that is good about that is that you get the thing with the newspaper that says, like, she's yeah. going to get killed, which is a good thing. It's a good little time travel. What would happen it's if quite, you put a date yeah. in and the machine was destroyed in that date? Say the machine got torched, right? Yeah. And yeah. you put in a date, which was after that. What would happen? I don't know. They don't explain that, do they? 
Yeah, because also, what if you know they said they dug it out of the ground two years before? What if he'd gone back to two years before and he'd come out and just he just <laughs> encased in rubble, <laughs> just suffocated in some rubble? <laughs> It'd be all right though, because obviously it hasn't destroyed the machine, so you'd be just in the machine. Would you not have any? You'd run out of oxygen, wouldn't you'd you? Suffocate well, then you just quickly. put in the new. You go, oh, this is no good. To put just get straight out. Yeah. Just get straight yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. So, uh, yeah, he kills again. Jack Ripper kills again. They try and stop the fourth victim. Yes, but they can't. They fuck it up for some reason. They just yeah. make that up completely. Yeah, and the car then, breaks yeah. down, doesn't it? Yeah, is that it? It's, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit. It's funny this film because there's a bit earlier on where he goes in a church and he says, "I don't believe in God." But if you're there, yeah. help me out. And then he gets kicked out by a vicar. So the film is very clearly saying there is no God. Yeah. But equally... Or the oh, 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 there's a vengeful not, God. Okay. I'm not well, sure that's God. a Victorian position either. No, it was for Wells. It was for Wells. Yeah, he was yeah, a bit out was. there, wasn't he? Yeah. But also, they then seem, with this whole trying to stop the fourth victim, they seem to be going down this kind of fatalist, there isn't a way to undo it kind of yeah. route like oh even if you try and drive you'll get a flat tire and you won't be able to stop what's happening like but then obviously they undo that all by the ending so it's yeah. a bit weird it can't really put its it's not really putting its 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 finger on what it believes this film a little bit yeah it's a, well, I, I don't think it, I don't I think it's got less intent than you know you're giving it you know what I mean like I don't think they've thought it through much have they but no I don't know um as you said earlier on, Alex, we get the one sort of gory Jack the Ripper kill, don't we? Which is still just a bit more blood on the walls. What do you think, though, of David Warner in this? I liked him. Yeah. Mm, He's not got yeah. much to do, has he, though? It's a shame, really. Now you've said it, I believe that you're right. I think if it had been equal hands, H.G. Mm. Wells doing his thing and Warner and, and Jack the Ripper doing his thing and seeing the parallels of them, their, their time in the future, that'd be more interesting. Mm. I think this whole romantic bit is a bit of a boring side trip that doesn't really need to happen they spend too much time on this just so they can have this weird payoff in the end that it's a real person or something which doesn't really work either um how old was he supposed to be in this film which one hg wells Wells, yeah uh 20 i'm just trying to see whether he's written and what novels he's written by then not the time machine i think it's 1893 goes back isn't it um um, yeah, 1893 when he goes back in time. Okay, yeah, because uh, I'm just trying to see, like, because it would have been good if he would have seen things in the 70s and it would have been formed, inspired the books. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think just going yeah, back to Jack the Ripper. I think the the problem with that they're making like a a light-hearted 70s rom-com adventure film, aren't they? Yeah, and they should have picked a less extreme bad guy for it. I think because. Yeah. Having Jack the Ripper implies something a bit more horrific, a bit more on the edge, like a rating level up. Yeah. And I think that's the problem with the film is that you can't, they can't show anything he's doing because they're trying no. to keep it light. Yeah. So his yeah, character doesn't really make much sense because, like you said, we all know who Jack the Ripper is, don't we? So you were expecting yeah. something more well, do from we? him than, well. A, a better that's version. The point, right, is he just got away with everything. So it's like an unbeatable boss. Mm. Mm. A better version of this film, in fact, is Gotham by Gaslight. Oh yeah, the, uh, yeah, the cartoon version, the Batman one, which is Batman versus Jack the Ripper. That's a better kind of. If you want to have like someone versus Jack the Ripper, that's taken seriously and done very well, and it meets the level of like 
Yeah. And not not a good film, but I think better than this is from Hell as well. Have you seen that? Mm. Yes. In, um, no, yeah, that's not. A, yeah, it's not a great comic, film. The but graphic novel, the comic's better, good. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But the film is. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, yeah. You're better right. idea it, again. It's a great concept, but they haven't really taken it to the. I yeah. mean, ultimately, like we said, he gave him fifty-five pages, and maybe those fifty-five pages were really good. Mm. Maybe the rest he wrote wasn't very good. <laughs> I don't, know. Like, I don't know if the book's different at all. Yeah, maybe they jumped the gun a bit on, you know, I don't know. So it's spiraling towards the end. And now, so this end, this is this is one of the worst ends for a film I've ever seen. Because, <laughs> so let's go through this step by step for the people at home. Because it's, it's worth exploring. Because hopefully you can explain to me more about what's going on that makes sense. They walk into the museum and Jack the Ripper has got Amy, H.G. Wells, H.G.'s girlfriend in his yep. grasps. But he needs this key to get in the time machine and go back. The yeah. key established early on has to go in the su- the outside of the of the car. It goes it goes into the outside, like in a fuel uh, yeah. nozzle sort of way. So Jack Ripper gets in and throws Amy at uh, Malcolm McDowell, uh, HG. But he knows he know everyone involved knows that the thing that stops Jack Ripper dying is on the outside of the car. <laughs> And he's on the inside. So as soon as he gets in it, yeah. obviously HG just pulls the thing out of the car and he dies. Yeah. But what other thing did Jack Ripper think was going to happen? What no. did he expect was going to happen? Maybe he just no. thought he was just going to zoom off into another time. But he, but, knew, but he knew how that thing worked. He knew that yeah. thing, if he took that thing out. Because even, even when he does it, he like nods him, doesn't he? Like, like yeah. He nods and he takes it no, out and dies. It doesn't make any sense. Because they've had such a big explanation of what that key yeah. is. It and, and, and just maybe had, get lost had, in time, though. He's vaporised and gone, apparently. Like, that's in, he's right. uh, sent, uh, he, he sent him to where he belongs, infinity. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's everyone been... there knew that, you know. Yeah. And, and Jack Ripper yeah. held all the cards. He had that girl at knife point. Yeah. He could just say, like, I don't know, like, you've got to go far away, like run somewhere else. and I'll, I'll, Maybe not do it in front of the time machine, this whole exchange, you know. It's like they just painted themselves in a corner and they didn't know how to end the film, and that just had to do. Because I'm not also, wrong, am I? It's the most anticlimactic no, no, end no. to a film. And it's, it's also stupid because, as you said, she very clearly said earlier, I will not go back in time with you. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I respect my job. I'm, yes. a, I'm, a, I'm an independent woman. Yeah. I like who I am. I get treated like rubbish back there. They'll think I'm a prostitute, as Chris pointed out. And yeah. then what does she do in the end? Oh, yeah, I'll come back with you. Yeah. She completely goes back on everything she said. Not only that, the, this is the final title for this film, the final title card. H.G. Wells married Amy Catherine Robbins, who died in 1927. He lives to 1946. She died at the age of 60, if you work out when she went back. So yeah. she didn't uh, die old, and like HG Wells outlived her by twenty years, and he's older than her in the first place. What kind uh, of life's you, that? Do you want to know something else? What Wells cheated on his wife repeatedly and was unapologetic about it. In fact, <laughs> he was so egotistical that he told friends that men ought to be allowed to have as many mistresses as they please. <laughs> Wives, though, Wells said, must be chased for appearance' sake, Brilliant. and that was with her. So yeah, so although his marriage to her was pretty bad, so this is of all the people to pick. Don't yeah. pick this woman because it didn't go well. Time after time, too, is like a really like harsh kitchen sink drama. With like this really. She <laughs> also Amy. had type one diabetes, which he probably got from McDonald's. <laughs> he uh, he is a founder of Di- Diabetes UK, the charity. Mm. Really, mm. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, also an anti-Semite. They don't oh. really talk about that, do they? No. no. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> did you know that they made a TV series out of this? I did. It lasted for five episodes, didn't it? And did, and did you know that every episode, apart yeah. from the first episode, was named after a line from the song Time After Time by Cindy Lauper? Uh, and the, the, the song Time After Time by Cindy Lauper was inspired when she browsed a copy of a TV guide for imaginary song titles. So she was just at home flicking through a TV <laughs> guide and saw the name of the film and was like, oh, that'll do for a song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the TV series did not last long. Uh, oh, did you watch a trailer of it? No. Was it bad? It, it looks... I mean, H.G. Wells just looks like a modern dude. He doesn't look anything like he's come from the past. It's very odd, but... Uh, it seemed to be the same plot as the film. As it well. is, yeah. Yeah, it is. That's yeah. a bit odd. That's weird. It didn't last. I mean, I can't see... I mean, I'm not being rude about this film, but I can't say you could last this plot for a series. Well, I guess it'd be like Quantum Leap, but if he was chasing... If Quantum Leap was chasing someone. But all the while in that series, surely the Jack the Ripper's just killing more and more and more people. Throughout it's a bit history. like... Yeah. <sighs> I guess. That's weird. Yeah. Maybe like yeah. Sliders. Oh, yeah, maybe like Well, sliders. until he gets to the future and tries it and just gets busted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Yeah, very just put, quickly. Pops out in a police state and lasts about five seconds. <laughs> <just> shot in the head. <laughs> that's, the, that's the series finale. <laughs> well, there we go. That was time to time. Uh, it's uh, we've not had one like that in a while, have we? It's a sort of a different sort of film. No. We've been doing for a while. So, what did everyone think, Chris? What did you think about Time After Time? Uh, pretty rubbish. I... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't really. I just don't like this uh, sort of. Oh, what's this? Oh, what's this? it's like Austin Powers type shit all the way through. Just don't like it. And I just mm. thought, I just thought it looked rubbish as well. Mm-hmm. I just thought it looked like a TV. It looked like Murder She Wrote or something, like mm. how it was shot. Yeah, I can um, see that. Yeah, yeah. Can you uh, can you see why they hired Nick Meyer for Rust the Khan based on this? Based on this, that's what happened apparently. I didn't see it. I don't know what. I don't know what no, they. That's weird. Like I say, if it was Voyage Home, it, I, I didn't understand why they would pick him for it. But it's an odd. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, uh, Alex, what, what's your uh, final thoughts on? I, I enjoy. I can see all the things you're saying, and it does look cheap. I do agree with that. But I kind of just enjoy. I did enjoy it. I thought the performances were good. <laughs> I quite liked all that, like riffing that back and forth about like. The evils of society. I quite liked. I quite enjoyed all that. Mm. I do agree. The the romance is just odd, and it's just a very weird, weird side segue. And it doesn't really work. Um, but no, I was entertained. Like you know, not the best film, but I found myself. I was entertained all the way through. You know. So yeah. what more can you ask? Yeah, but it's about the same for me. When I was I was engaged throughout, apart from the bits when I was staring at high fives or yeah. edit, <laughs> editing snafus and yeah. rotating restaurants. <laughs> But um, no, I liked. I think it was like looking at seventy San Francisco. Really, that was a that was a laugh, yeah. wasn't it? Um, it was all right. Yeah, too much, too much uh, romance, too much dating, uh, not enough Jack the Ripper, and that ending pretty unbelievable. Throughout, the ending really killed it for me. Um, yeah. But I mean, I think to be honest, it's like the first half of an hour is a good film, and then after that, not so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it, I mean, it's nothing. It's not like bottom of the list bad, is it? But it ain't. No. It ain't troubling the top. So. Where, where are we all thinking for this one in the list? Uh, we've got 181 films now, so we're... Around Journey to the Centre of the Earth? Hmm. 117? 
Like maybe underneath Stargate? I don't know. Or I, I think a bit lower than that. Yeah. To be honest. What do you think, Chris? Uh, what's the one where um, with David Bowie in it? Oh, Man Who Fell to Earth. Yeah, that's in that area. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think that was similar, isn't it? Um, one below that. Yeah. Where's where else is round there? One two eight black sheep. Tap the block. Lower. I I think it should be lower because uh, Serenity Guy, are you a soldier? No, I I think it should be around that one that flat line is money fell to earth sort of place, which actually just exactly what you said, Alex. <laughs> See? Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, go with it. Unless then. you feel strongly about it, Chris. No, I don't. No. No. No, that's the worst thing, really. <laughs> so if you say one two eight, then so that's below yes. money fell to earth. That was a better 70s film, I think. Yeah. Had more going on to it. So there we go. That was Time After Time, uh, directed by Nicholas Meyer. Uh, we've got some... Cor- no, I didn't next episode. I need to find it. We've got some correspondence. <laughs> um, it's nothing that exciting. Oh. It's, also been, it's, been, it's been sat there for about nine months because it's somewhere I didn't look. But uh, <laughs> the person this probably isn't listening anymore. Never mind. Um, cool. Well, that was that film. Alex, you've already told us the link is uh, People Who Shouldn't Drive Who Can Drive, but what is the film next week? Well, because I guess it's we're coming to Halloween yeah. uh, and we haven't done this type of film for a while. Probably uh, since last so, Halloween, to be honest. Yeah, but also we haven't done this. This is kind of... What we're combining here is horror, science fiction and a bit of uh, sexploitation, <laughs> really. That's where <laughs> we're at. Yeah. Uh, it's the 1995 film Species. Uh, yeah, famous for the Geiger monster in it. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely it involves the link being a person, well, an alien, as Chris pointed out, learns how to drive a car simply by watching someone else drive that car. I, uh, I, I would say it's famous. I better cut that out. I'll get cancelled for that. Better cut, cut that yeah, out. Yeah, don't cancel yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah cut, cut that out. Cut it's that famous out. for a lot of things. True, we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, we'll get into it next week. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> shut up <clears throat> right well there we go that was it for this week uh, thanks very much guys uh, almost got through a week I'm to beat myself that's that's a almost wow. got to the end is that a record yeah well no I didn't I still made a mistake but never mind um, <laughs> I'm a great guy really I really am I, I love everyone well everyone thinks you are because you cut all this stuff out so that's no true knows, knows <laughs> I got the dark, final edit yeah. your dark past you two are terrible but I'm squeaky clean <laughs> oh, right that's true well, uh, well, I'll see you all next week then. Cheerio, goodbye, say goodbye, everybody. Bye. See ya. Bye.